Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello, hello. You ready? So ready. Let's do this thing. But first, tell me how your week was. (laughs) My week. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll give you three highlights of my week. Okay. Okay. So... I fell down a flight of concrete stairs in the back from top to bottom. Oh my god! Then, then I got locked into my condo. If it wasn't for having a back door, which I'm assuming most people have back doors, like I couldn't get out. And then I opened a drawer, okay, in an attempt to look for my glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> that mommy brain in full effect there. <laughs> so it's been that kind of a week. I'm no longer locked in the condo, so that was really good. Okay. Um, I'm no longer a prisoner <laughs> in my own home. I, um, I, we need to address this another time in our conversations later this weekend, but okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I'll, I'll give you all the, all the details. But yeah, I don't know. Like, it was really scary the fall down the stairs because I was holding Jackson. In the Aww. end, he was fine. But it's just okay. in the moment, like, yeah, it was scary and I couldn't really move. So I, I didn't know, like, if he was getting hurt because I knew I felt everything. But oh even though it was scary at the time and like he's he's fine, like I was just sort of like, oh man, like I'm gonna be so bruised up. And then that night I got sore and I'm thinking this is only gonna escalate tomorrow. Yeah. But it didn't. Huh. It got better. Yeah. You have superpowers. <laughs> so then I kind of walked away with this like messed up concept of I am very resilient. <laughs> I can <laughs> keep it coming. I can take another hit right there so, <laughs> not the healthiest um takeaway from that like be careful with stairs but also oh I know I'll be fine <laughs> I know I'll be fine whereas Donnie has always oh my god this is really this is really I think I might have mentioned this I don't know okay. but Johnny for the longest time like I'm talking up until 2019 believes that you die if you fall down the stairs this is based on his <laughs> like experience with soap operas by the way and I'm like, what do you mean? Say. And he's like, you fall down the stairs and it's like, you could die. And I'm like, well, you could die doing anything. But like, do you honestly think that's 100% the consequence of falling down the stairs? <laughs> and I'm like, that's in soaps. Whatever. Aww, Anyways. So cute. You guys are yeah, so yeah. perfect for each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a very, very distorted view of reality. As does, as does Miss Christina. Okay. Oh. So let's just get into it because it got really good this oh week. Oh my Gosh, it was intense. So with this whole cult situation, I've immersed myself into the cult world, not like really, but listening to podcasts and doing a little oh, really? bit of research on other Why cults. Why did you tell me you were listening to another podcast? Maybe I want to listen to another <laughs> podcast. I was listening to CBC Uncovered that was focused on that Nexium Nexus, yeah. which is the ripped from the headline. So I'm on episode six and it very much follows. I mean, the real one is far creepier. So when I was listening to those podcasts and then I saw this week's episode, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to happen. Oh my God. This- oh no. No. Did it? No. Did whatever you think happened happen? Yes, one hundred percent. So what? So what it is it? Let's not talk in code. What happened? What happened? So that you in predicted terms of well, the whole like being um being in that room and like that part of her initiation is only about the the women and it's supposed to be separate from Shiloh so that mm-hmm. she feels she has these women around her trust. Um, you know, the real one had branding. This one has the tattoo. Yeah. Um, they ask you for, you know, something that's very private in your life that if uh, it comes out, it could devastate you. There's a invest, a financial investment and then your reward afterwards 
is, uh, you know, you sleep, you know, she was going to sleep with Shiloh. And in the real one, he slept with a lot of um, the people in his cult. I mean, as Sam put it, and it's really sad, but Christina had already had feelings for Shiloh. So, like, I think Sam was right in the sense, not saying it's, like, right or anything, but it's just, like, I don't know. I'm glad they took her away when they did because I just think her initiation would not have freaked her out and would have just emerged her even further. Like, I think she would have felt even luckier because she feels chosen. And so, I don't know. I just think that they don't have much of a chance. It's like the, the therapist had said, you know, like, it's either we, it's do or die at this point. If we don't get through to her now, she's just going to yeah, go, go back in. And what threw me off, honestly, like when, um, when she asked Jason, I think when they're right out front of the house and she said something to Jason, she almost looked like she was okay that he was there because yes, she drank she did a tea. She drank a tea. Like, how would you feel like, okay, fine. She's into this whole cult thing. She doesn't know it's a cult. There's a whole initiation situation. Um, but the fact that they gave you a tea that they said would relax you and you were sedated and passed out, wouldn't that freak you the F out? I don't think she was. Clearly, when she woke up, I think she was grateful for her beverage. You know what I mean? Like, I just, it, it appeared that there is room for you know, that maybe she has doubts or, or anything like that. But clearly when she was fully conscious and woke up, clear, like she didn't really seem to have much of a problem with it or even, you know, put two and two together that, you know, hey, I was I was drugged and I didn't really know that this was going to happen. But before we get into her kidnapping, mm-hmm. there was like a little, there was like a lot of planning ahead of time. So, <laughs> so like my favorite was like Alexis meeting with the therapist yes. and then like Sunny meeting with the therapist. And I'm just like, Again, there's one therapist because Kevin doesn't have a license right now. (laughs) So she meets with him and she might have said the funniest line I've ever heard come out of her mouth. And she says quite a few like funny things. But Christina is 25 going on 15. Oh, my God. Yes, that would I I giggled so loud. And then she said something else in that conversation that was funny, too, which was in regards to Joan Sandwich. It was a Kool-Aid episode. Yeah. Like, how long am I supposed to let her drink the Kool-Aid before? I Yeah. And you know what I think? I think that they're comfortable referencing Jonestown because the plot is not directly ripped from there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think they they keep referencing it, and I feel like they won't actually reference the cult you mentioned because, like you said, there's like there's way too many um, parallels modeled after that storyline. But yeah, that that's the kind of thing though that they can never tell her to her face because you remember I was saying like a while back, everyone believes she's she's fifteen. Like everyone thinks she's immature (laughs) and makes bad decisions, and she constantly puts people on the spot. Like, well, you don't believe in me. You don't trust in me. It's like, well, no. Like for somebody who wants to hear the truth, she's accepting a lot of lies. Oh my gosh. And okay, so when you say that fifteen thing, the first scene that popped into my brain after they kidnapped her was when Sunny walks in. She's like, "Daddy," and she throws her arms around him and starts crying, and then tries to manipulate him to convince him. That is like a major teenage move. Yes, she's a, she's she's a teenager. She's very volatile and she's never really like fully matured, but I do appreciate not only a while back did Christina just sort of pull up her Kiefer experience mm-hmm. and talked about how that might have shaped her. We finally had this moment where like Alexis and Sunny talked about how that was sort of like the beginning of the end for her in a, in a way and how much 
it change and their fears for her. So that was really, really interesting that they were pulling on her past and really trying to explore like what next for her. No, I agree. And I liked that whole Alexis sunny scene uh, when wow. they're kind of bickering, bickering, wow. bickering. And then he's like, do you want some coffee? She's like, yes, please. I would love that. Like, I love how they just change from like this high paced mad at each other and then just can calm right down because, you know, the, the goal is, is to be united for Christina. I can't believe Alexis went there because I, I did. I love their cuteness. And I guess it's been a really long time since we've seen them like this. I mean, we mm-hmm. did get a hint before when she was all like, I'm going to call the cops on your stupid plan. I want to protect Shiloh. But then we have this scene. And I'm, once again, like, I just have to say, like, I'm just so sick of Alexis protesting. Like, you're not dumb. Like, exactly. let's just be straight up. Like, I feel like Molly is the only one that is way more honest. Like, if she goes up to Jason and Sonny, she wants Jason and Sonny help. She's not fooling herself about what she is asking for. She knows what she's doing. And Alexis knows that that's what she wants. But she, like, like dances around in circles to not just sort of, like, agree when she does agree. Because she has all these principles about right and wrong, which clearly make no sense, given how messed up she is. Exactly. This massive, weird concept that she imposes on everyone else. But doesn't, this is why people don't like her. So, like, this is why Carla gets annoyed by her <laughs> because she has all these like self righteous rules she imposes on everyone else, but doesn't really kind of like follow. So, anyways, I'm just glad like they got on the same page. And I did find it super hilarious that Sunny was like, I'm glad you're on the same page, but it's like happening anyway. Yes. <laughs> and Michael also was in on it. So, it was good that, that Jason had called him over because he had gotten crucial information. And Sam yes. had also gotten crucial information. I just felt that Sam, you know, like my big pet peeve where they don't relay information accurately. Like mm-hmm. even though Sam only overheard a small bit between Shiloh and Harmony, I felt like it was more menacing and way more informative than she kind of made it seem. Like, I don't feel like she conveyed it in the way that it should have been conveyed. Like these people started menacing. Their tones had really changed from how you yes. would typically hear them speak in public. They were very clear on Christina's value. Yes. And they were clear on sort of using information against the family, which is something that Sonny had basically predicted earlier in the week when he was talking to Jason, because he was paralleling what Shiloh was doing in terms of like taking over a territory. A yeah, territory. I'm like, mm-hmm. a city? No, they, they <laughs> call it a territory. So yeah, I was just kind of like a little annoyed that I felt like you're not accurately transmitting this information because if they think she's valuable, I'm sorry, but Christina's not valuable for being Christina. Christina is valuable for who she is connected to. And I just felt that that should also be taken into consideration here. Oh, 100%. Like, I know she's the immediate threat, but I feel like if he's going after the family, like, I don't know, explore that further. Oh my gosh, yeah, she's tied to so many people, so many very significant people, and I agree with you, like, that moment where, and I think Sam took it a little lightly, I don't know, I just didn't like like it. Yes, yes, it did, and it was really frustrating, so I know that she took it seriously, but in the way it was handled, you know, how she's going through the room kind of slowly, the time she took to text Jason, like, it just felt all very slow motion, and I think I was just sitting on the edge of my seat this week, because you knew that the whole storyline was going to be escalated and I just, I was on edge and I just wanted something significant to happen and for everybody to come together and uh, really make this happen. Either she leaves or Shiloh gets disappeared. But that's the thing, like significant things are happening. What's really unfortunate. It was that Sam sort of began being the face of the storyline. And now I honestly feel like she won't really contribute all that much in terms of getting Shiloh 
or anything at this point. Because to be fair, like you can be there and you can get close to him. I just don't think that they're going to hand over any incriminating evidence because I don't know if she realizes this, but you discovered information by sneaking around and being a PI. Exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, it wasn't your connection with Shiloh that ha- that had you in the house and allowed you access. No, it was you breaking into the house. Like, whatever you're doing is really not working. And in today's episode, Curtis was looking for a distraction. And it just sucks because he is her business partner. And at yes. this point with Jason, kind of, I feel... Uh, he, I think he's going to be a little bit preoccupied with Christina and might need to sort of stay there-ish, probably. It's just that Curtis could come and help you with this case. I just feel like he's your business partner. He's super trustworthy. And he could yes. do the work that she's opting out of, really, because it's the detective work, the investigative work that is the thing that might take down Shiloh, and she's not doing any of it. I know. And even the fact that, like, Michael went to chase and had that conversation with him and he's trying to handle this logically I just mm-hmm. I'm a little frustrated and I've said this before with whole with Sam's entire reaction to it she's doing it emotionally and not using everything else in her tool belt to figure this out she she I, I know it really does bother me that she's sticking with one angle as opposed to kind of trying multiple at the same time especially since the case is so important to her the one person I do feel a little bit bad for is Molly, and we will, <laughs> we will, we will get to that. Um, it's just I don't understand why no one is trusting her with additional information. Oh, it's so... <laughs> like I just I go ahead. Sorry, I'm just kind of a little bit at a loss with this one. Like, why is she not involved? Like, I I really enjoy the storyline, and there's a lot of people involved, and maybe this suggestion is is dumb in the sense that Johnny always tells me, well, if you were to write things, it'd be over in two minutes, but I just feel like talk to each other. It's just that you have, and it's not like these are disconnected individuals. It's like Michael talked to Molly, you know, Michael already has like Willow that he, you know, that is very informative. And he, I think actually convinced her to maybe talk to Christina because I would love to see that happen. I would love to see a scene where Willow does get to talk to Christina. I agree. I, I think it will be very, um, it'll be meaningful. I know Willow keeps saying that people who have left the cult are perceived a specific way. However, she's connected to Michael. Michael is the one who's introducing her and bringing her in. She is dating the detective. Like there's validity to who she is and who she's associated with and to bring her story. I Like with even maybe the therapist there, but just having Willow in this equation is significant. To be honest, I don't think that would get validity in Christina's eyes. I think the thing that would make Willow, anything Willow says that may connect with Christina and might be a little valid is if if Willow sort of, like when she describes her experience, the closer it matches Christina. Because she does know. So the, the more that Willow doesn't just talk about how it's bad, but talks about how it was good and what was great and the sequence of events... Mm-hmm. maybe that is what Christina might identify with is a pattern she she paints because when Willow talks about it I don't find she would be threatening to Christina because she does seem to understand how you would get involved she's able to paint it but she's also able to like insert her critical thinking at each point where she talks about the process of being further integrated into the cult so I think that I think Willow has a shot here Mm-hmm. Um, but for a minute, I just want to say that, like, this has been annoying. Christina has been extremely annoying over this, but man, she was exceptional 
in her scenes because there's so much emotion there and it's just she's she's such an interesting scene partner for Jason I find because I feel like a lot of people like accommodate Jason in a way but Christina just is who she is I guess maybe a little bit like Carly but Christina just lays it on him you know like she doesn't care she just lays everything on him very much like a little sister and I I just love watching him because she pulls from him in a way that I think, you know, kind of like maybe how Carly does, but she really pulls at him. She says things that are triggering. He can stay really calm, but he's very invested in her. He cares about her. And I love seeing their relationship on display because it's not, you're not Sonny's daughter. You're not Sam's sister. I love that in those moments, you see a special relationship that is Jason and Christina and he's doing this for her. And it's not about all those other people. That's true. And you forget, I mean, we've been watching it for a really long time, but you do forget that he has known her her entire life. I know. It was just really sweet when he was just like, do you really think I'd stop looking out for you now? And I and I thought he might get through to her because if he's been consistent all her life and she believes in Jason's consistency, I just thought that that might add some level of validity to maybe him having a point on this one. I, I thought so too. Like I said, from the moment that he he picked her up and that she realized it was him when they're outside the DOD house, and then when she was having the conversation with him when she first woke up, it wasn't so aggressive yet. <laughs> no, so I was um, I, I had hope before same. it escalated. Same. I really I thought she's gonna wake up magically. Like I know that's not the way the storyline's gonna go, but I part of me, a very small part, was like, listen, she's gonna wake up. She's gonna realize what's going on, piece it together, and Jason will be there to give her a great big old hug and say, you know, don't you worry, we got you. we have your back. Yeah, you. We'd we'd like to hope that. So I mean, that interaction yeah. was great, and I love how she was like, who else is invited to this kidnapping? I love when she was begging for her mom or saying mom would never let this happen and then it was perfect timing (laughs) she showed up oh I love well it was just like you said she's a great actress she really because we're so annoyed with her but that was what makes her a good actress because she's able to play up that little teen self the hissy fits being in hysterics and really feeling connected to DOD so all that was wonderful and then I love so interjected into all this is a little bit of humor so is it Neil I'm still not used to his name so when it is Neil yeah okay it is Neil okay yay (laughs) so when Neil comes in there's that whole dynamic of Alexis like oh man it's my therapist and then you know Sonny gives the eyes like he's like oh great she has got a new therapist and he's the one helping us like is this all gonna work and the three of them standing together and then Alexis and Sonny bickering and the therapist having to calm them down Well, he was really he was really good with with them, but I think yes. the part I, I liked a lot was Christina sort of accusing him of breaking the law by being present, and then like Alexis kind of corrects her, which was hilarious <laughs> to me. Because we know how much Christina loves being wrong and how much Alexis likes being right. And it's just, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a funny situation. One thing I do have to say, though, is like, you know how you were like, oh, Alexis was shocked to see Neil. Part of me was like, given that she has zero boundaries and harassed him <laughs> at a bar to talk, I just feel like you have no right to have a reaction to him kind of being in on this and everybody knowing who your therapist is. So. Anyway, so I just wanted to, to mention a comment. So Damos4503 said, this DOD stuff is scary. I wasn't thrilled about the story at the onset, but now it's gripping. It, it really was this week. So many mm-hmm. players now. We got Sam, Jason, Sunny, Alexis for Shrink. 
Willow, Chase, Harmony, Christina, and Bad Boy Shiloh. Hope the takedown of the DOD will be exciting. I really hope so. I really, really, really hope so. Because, like, I was, like, really banking on this Ryan thing. Blowing it up. Didn't really. So I am hoping (laughs) that that this goes different. A little different. Same here. So what's confusing my brain a little bit is I did pay attention this week. And Shiloh, well, the actor is... Um, he's in the opening credits. So does that mean there's longevity to his character staying in the soap? And how does that evolve after DOD breaks down? I don't know. I don't even know because I don't even know how they're going to break this down. (laughs) I really don't because right now, legally, they don't seem to have anything in order to kind of take Shiloh down permanently because honestly, you could take Christina out, but she really will have to be in a super strong place even if, let's say, she believes it's a cult when she gets out, she'll have mm-hmm. to be really strong to not be sucked back in. She'll have to do a lot of work on herself. And imagine doing that with Shiloh's sort of roaming around. And he's relentless, as he was relentless with Willow this week. And it was really creepy. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even turn down the creep factor when Chase is present. That's what shocked me. Like, it just escalated from the previous interaction with the three of them together. And mm-hmm. you, you see that even Chase is creeped out by this situation. And, you know, he steps up and protects Willow and tells him to leave and all that. But, yeah, like, I just, when I watch Shiloh, like, he's so good, that actor. He is good when at creeping us talking. Out. Oh, my God. Like, my skin crawls. And it's, like, the best way I can explain it. Like, it's not goosebumps. It's, liter- it's not goosebumps. I literally want to, like, jump out of my skin. Like, I would not want to be in a room with him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing. Because I'm remembering when you sent me a post, I think it might have been like the <laughs> character who plays yep, 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 Molly yep. who posted it <laughs> with the shirt off. So I'm just like, I think you would survive in a room alone with him in real life. Wait, real character- life, real life, not the character. Come on now. <laughs> so we were, we're forgetting like so one really crucial element here this week. So we had initially thought that maybe she revealed a secret about Sam saying how she can't keep her mouth shut about Sam's oh, life. Oh, yeah. But it turned out it was about Alexis. And it was, um, in my opinion, a meaningless secret that she exposed. Well, like, yeah, I thought it would be something bigger. So the fact that, because remember when Shiloh, like, listened to it and like, he was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is great and this has value. So when I saw that and paused the TV and read it, I was yeah. like... <laughs> Johnny was like, oh, my God, really? And I'm like, hell, yeah, I'm going to pause this. And I told him, I said, every single person watching this episode is pausing and reading the letter right now. Uh, 1,000%. (laughs) So, yeah, it kind of surprised me that that was the level of, like, this was significant for some reason or another. Exactly. And on Twitter, at TennyLove29 said, I'm still, wow, so many actual secrets that could have been chosen, and yet... And with a bunch of emojis with, like, the slapping of a forehead. Um, so I'm just, yeah, that's kind of how I felt. And I really thought about it because I read the whole thing. And the thing is, in the letter, Christina implies that her mother had sort of, like, intent yeah. to doing what she was doing. And I'm just like, honestly, that's your opinion. Like, legally, how could this hurt Alexis? She already went through the legal system on this matter. And the concept is, and you stayed in that letter that you were, she was in the back seat very very injured so at this point her account and her impression that her mother sort of had intent like that doesn't hold up just because you think she had intent doesn't mean anything 
I you weren't agree. even really all that conscious in the back seat when it occurred. So it was just sort of like, legally, this is not going to hurt Alexis, but on an emotional level, she's definitely, I think, really broken down their, their relationship for sure. Oh, 100%. But it's funny that you say that because you made the comment about um, when she was t- saying to Neil that it was like illegal for him to be there or that blah, blah, blah. So she obviously has a version. She thinks that she knows the law or she wants to be like her mother to an extent, but she has no darn clue. No. And the fact that she was hanging her mom out to dry was just a little, a little much. I didn't appreciate that. Yeah. I, I'm just really excited to know what's going to happen when this comes out, because I'm hoping that, you know, if Sam actually succeeds in doing what she's doing, or I don't think she'll succeed on her own. I think either Curtis, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, that's my wishful thinking that Curtis gets involved, but I really feel like Jason or somebody might kind of go in there and find all of these secrets and information. Um, so I'm really curious about how that will all come to light, but some other really creepy things kind of happened. Well, not creepy, but just like what's happening here. So basically earlier this, well, during the week, Shiloh mm-hmm. was having a conversation with Harmony, letting Harmony know that he found Willow. Yes. And her reaction, like, look, I can't really tell like what she's thinking, but part of me was like, it seemed like she was ha- like, she, I don't know. It just seemed like she was pro Willow getting out. I felt the same way. Okay. So her reaction, she didn't seem super surprised one. And she seemed like, yeah, she may have been um, the way out for Willow. Because Willow doesn't really get into how she left. She just said that she left. She had to change her life. She had to change her name. But, um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm really kind of left open with what her reaction meant. Because it was kind of weird. It really was. And we weren't the only ones that were left confused by this. So Sarah Polardi said, also, can we talk about how cryptic Harmony was acting when Shiloh told her he found Callie Willow? I can't figure out if she's upset by the fact and pretended to be interested or if she helped Willow escape at DOD. And so you're kind of more on the side that she helped Willow. Yes. Like, I really feel that because she wasn't angry and she didn't seem overly shocked. So that was like my first instinct. I feel like you're right, and I'm going to say something that I know is most likely going to be wrong, but the thing that makes me feel like that can't be is if you helped Willow escape, how dare you sit here and try to indoctrinate Christina or someone else into this cult? So that's what kind of confuses me there, is that if you were so intent on helping Willow, why are you recruiting more people? And that's the part that's confusing. So it's like, one, did she know that Willow was pregnant? Did she, you know, was she threatened by the love? Because obviously this woman is in love with Shiloh and their, what do you call it? Their their love has transcended into the spiritual, blah, blah, blah. From the physical. I'm like, okay, good luck with that being a satisfying relationship. Right? So maybe her, (laughs) seeing her relationship, meaning Willow's relationship with Shiloh and maybe how deep that connection, like that was just her way to like, okay, you need to leave now because my spiritual level relationship is not working as well as I needed to go. And <laughs> maybe we need to get back into the physical and you need to be out of the picture. That would make sense because it's kind of like a Daisy vibe. Like we kind yes. of, you know, but it's not, you know what? It's not like a Daisy or Harmony vibe. It's because all, all of them are kind of doing that. Everyone is fighting for Shiloh's attention Blech. a little bit, which I feel like is part of kind of being sucked into the whole thing because there's really yes. just one of him. <laughs> Thank God. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, aside from Harmony, people have been questioning. Okay, so I was questioning this, and I feel like I have a solid 
answer, but tell me what you think. So Etang 17, so this is about Neil. So is the doctor in with DOD? Is he a good guy, bad guy? Oh, the suspense is killing me. So this is when, um, this is probably more in the, in the earlier in the week when Alexis was talking to Neil. And I have to admit, like when she was going to bring up the calls and right before she was saying DOD, I was holding my breath because I didn't know how he would react to Dawn of Day. Was he familiar? Is he part of it? I wasn't sure. At this point, I feel like, no, like he's, he's new. I don't think he's hundred percent neutral, but I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's a bad guy either. Yes. I was thrown off by his reaction. Cause it's like, is he a part of it? Because as we know, the DA is taking courses. We don't know what her motive is. Um, you know, and ripped from the headlines, there was a lot of very significant people that were involved in DOD. And we saw that also with the other town that they were in, that they had kind of everybody in their back pocket mm-hmm. to help them continue to grow. So, yeah, my initial instinct was like, oh, goodness, this is getting even worse. But then when they brought up the whole, like, he's a, a specialist on exit strategies for cult, I do believe, though, that, like, something must have happened to... I don't want to say traumatize him, but something significant happened because he was very hesitant to help. Okay. So I have something to say about that in a second. So another question. So yes, there was questioning this week about whether he's a good guy or a bad guy. Another interesting thing popped up. And so Ruth and NMP said, Mm -hmm. what if he's Willow's father? So that was like one hypothesis as to maybe his, like basically positing that he has a direct connection with DOD and not so mm-hmm. much like a general connection to cults. And at first I was like, okay, like he could be Willow's adopted father, but then I'm like, he seems like a good guy. So yeah. I don't know if he would, cause like, it seemed like she grew up not so, so great. And I don't know what his past was like. But then we had another suggestion. So I don't know who he could be, but um, at the Pretty Pixie suggested this. I think the defective DOD member who conveniently committed suicide in Beecher's Corners was probably the child of Alexis's new therapist. That's why he's so reluctant. <gasps> That's an, oh my God, I got like shivers. That's a really good theory. So I'm, I think that might be it, but I feel like the first person um, really had me thinking that he for sure had some kind of a DOD connection and at first I was thinking that perhaps maybe like he could have been connected to Willow or or connected somehow I mean he has to be in Port Charles so you for sure have a freaking connection with someone there we just don't know it um yet but yeah so I'm starting to think that like I mean I always thought that Neil was really intriguing you know at first I thought he had more of like a Cassidine connection because of like the Russian history he talked Mm -hmm. about so yeah I mean I really like Neil and definitely not the only one so Sellers Slay um nkuhl said i love the chemistry between the two he is very good looking so basically she loves the (laughs) chemistry between him and alexis and i just kind of wish alexis could like not dig her therapist but i feel like it'll probably happen i feel like it's gonna happen to you especially let's say he like saves christina so to speak big air quotes you can't see me doing it um and then she's so you know happy and grateful and blah 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 and you know well, she pushes boundaries, and I think she can push him to the point where, where he will cross <laughs> that line, to be honest. Yeah. Um, okay, so the, the best part of that week, the best part, so I feel like we've all sort of been, you know, biting our tongues, if you will, metaphorically. Mm-hmm. Like, no one has really called out Shiloh, but then Molly. Molly, our saving grace, finally gets more pulled in in a way, and she finally meets Shiloh, and it could not have been more amazing oh that that girl like that woman is an incredible actress I love her spunk on the show 
I love that each of the sisters have their own different way of approaching things. And especially when Sam was kind of digging in her heels as being a DOD follower and yeah. Molly just getting more and more riled up and just, I love when she pulled out the book with the oh notes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> That was so awesome because it just, you know, she's an intelligent woman who, you know, she used her strengths to fight her battle and voice what she needed to say. And I love when um, Sam chased after her and the smile or smirk afterwards. Like, yeah, I'm so proud of my sister. Oh, my God. It was great. Yes, it was freaking amazing. And I think Sam was just like, at least one of my sisters has a brain (laughs) (laughs) about getting all washed up by someone else. And um, at King underscore Arabelle said, Haley Poulos is the future of GH. The Molly character is well-written and performed perfectly. It's 2019. We need more fierce, smart, intelligent young women on daytime. Molly is no damsel in distress. She's a boss. Haley needs to be the face of GH. I really don't argue with that at all. Oh, yeah, agree. Was thinking a few things. Like, I know that, like, Molly has an affinity for, like, literature, and she reads a lot, and I think the whole concept is she wants to be an author but truly I feel like wouldn't she make an awesome DA oh my god you took the words right out of my mouth I 100% would love to see her when she sold her as DA DA a lawyer I just feel like she has it in her more than you know what she could totally be a Diane meaning she'll be a better lawyer than her mother because Diane is a lawyer and a writer yes and then she can write about her adventures she can make her stories into I, I definitely can see her in that role do your writing as your side gig have your big corporate career make and just money. like kill it right make the money and I have to say <laughs> since we're talking about writing and making the money <laughs> Lulu's gonna write a book <laughs> oh I tried to forget about that yes so Lulu just became a reporter and now, but I like the fact that she said it herself, like she didn't play into the whole like, oh, I'm yes. be a writer. So that saved my like love for Lulu because it did get, I had a little bit of love for Lulu last week when she broke down and spoke to her mom about her vulnerability and just being real about her situation. And then this whole thing with her saying, well, I just became a journalist. Like, should I be doing? <laughs> well, she's on the author fast track. But the reason why <laughs> I did not hate on this, as I probably would have a while ago, is that you know what? She's on her own now. Dante went bye-bye. He gave mm-hmm. no return date. And I think she needs to write a best-selling book. I do agree with Peter that it could be really therapeutic. And she should make some money. She should make some money. So the very least, she does not have to worry. If she's going to be alone raising those two kids, she should have that financial freedom in the same way her mother does where she gets to throw around large sums of money to bail oh, out yeah. her husband. And I think that Lulu sort of deserves that. I agree. I'm 100% on board with her doing like a book tour with her seeking a little because it's been so centered about him coming back, like really focus on her and rebuilding herself and being the best person she could be to raise her kids. So let's not forget that Lulu was there and she got a glimpse of freaking these two, Max these and two Peter, both <laughs> finally getting together. Boy. So like watching Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Like, it was just taking so long that, I mean, I did get back on board when they were making out. And they made out, yes. like, more than once. I was like, okay, I can get on board with this. But the whole, like, push-pull was really getting annoying. It was really sweet that Peter used the word mom. He didn't call her mom. But he called mm-hmm. her act of what she did to help and support mom-like, which I thought was, like, really, really <laughs> sweet. And showing, because I just think that at the end of the day, 
it's going to take I, look that's my my opinion is that it it's going to hurt more for peter to make the f with anna because he has to push through these really whether they're accurate or not but the point is he holds this belief that anna is anna devane and she could have very well raised him should she have wanted to and she abandoned him so i feel like he has to fight these irrational thoughts with her oh no i completely understand um i think it will be more challenging for him but i like the way it's going right now i do like the way it's going but like were you scared that they were stopping again are they did they stop again because they went back to her place oh. the baby got in the way the baby got in the you darn funny? she walk. goes home she goes home and she doesn't dismiss a babysitter Oh my gosh, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, okay, so the child was here the entire time, and they're making out. All of a sudden, the baby cries, and oh, the baby's out. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think my favorite line was like, like, look, it's hard. Her her baby cried. She had to go deal with that. And then in the meantime, he's looking at all the pictures of her and Nathan. Oh goodness, yeah. And then. Like she kind of asked him about if it's weird or if it's hard. They were talking about that. Then he was like, I wasn't married to Nathan. And he said it like all serious, like the <laughs> goddess of jokes. But then at the end, I-, I honestly thought that maybe he was being presumptuous because he's like, you know, if you're not ready, I'll wait, blah, blah, blah. And I thought she's going to jump in and say, no, like I'm ready. Like I thought she was ready because she made out with him and she was all like, I want to be with you and we're in this, we're having a relationship. And they kind of said all this stuff at the, at the bar and then when he left the house being like, oh, wait till whenever you're ready. And then she sort of agreed that she wasn't ready. Are they off again? I was really annoyed at that point in time. So I was like, well, it looks like he's taking a step back. But how far back? Are they going to go on another date? Does it mean They're dating gonna kiss more less and longer? less? Ma- I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, are they going to go for dinner and, like, not make out? Like, what's the point of that? You guys go out all the time. Oh, wow make out do your thing do what you need to do if you want things to go slower make out slower i don't know there's other options i'm like honestly i well i would opt for making out slower but like because i'm so fed <laughs> up and thank god for willow and chase this week <gasps> oh willow very and much. chase okay like there, i have one thing to say i know actors always say like oh it's not fun and it's work i'm like they looked like they were having a great old time <laughs> well i think they're doing his job he's happily <laughs> but i was thinking that too and i'm like mm, if i was engaged him, i wouldn't be so happy because he's acting so good <laughs> acting so good but their scenes so are good. amazing their chemistry is so so good and okay so i just want to read one comment so lamont underscore ace is not gonna lie i got too happy that they had sex lol <laughs> it's good to see the nice guy get one but how long will it last and i just feel sad because I want it to last, but, like, I just feel like Michael is this honorary third member of their relationship. He attends all the dates, all the morning (laughs) afters, apparently. And it's just sort of, like, I just, I personally want them to to stay together. Like, at first we had that debate, you know, will she be with Michael? Will be she with, will be, ugh, will she be with Chase? Will she be with Chase? But I think he he gives her so much of what she needs right now. Like, he's so light. And we've talked about this. Michael is very serious. Like, save it for Sasha. That's she's exactly all... what I think, too. Get out of my brain today. It's very frustrating. So, like, yes. she's, all, she's all doom and gloom. So be all, like, doom and gloom and serious t- together about life. But I have to admit, I loved... Well, obviously, I like the friendship between Chase and Michael, which is why I think Willow will never really get between these two because they're so exactly. sweet to each other. And I love how Chase is like, no, totally, you're here. Just, just I'll have breakfast. I'm like, that guy is so nice. I would love to be oh, his neighbor. <laughs> like, do I smell bacon? Is that your shirt off? <laughs> <laughs> um, can I come in? Um, <laughs> but I, I loved, 
Michael's uh, considerations that he left Willow with because, you know, he, he's right. Like, if she's worried about uh, Shiloh coming after her, I mean, she really has nothing to worry about. And I loved how in front of Chase, like, my dad is an alleged crime boss. And I'm like, <laughs> why would you say that? You could have said, like, you could have looked at him and said, my dad is a coffee importer. Wink. And he has a far reach. <laughs> Wink in the coffee business. But either way, I love how Chase didn't mind that at all. But I, I really think that um, she'll come around. I think she will too. Um, I think she's a very important piece to the puzzle. And I do like, I like when Michael walked in though, she was like in her t-shirt, like ready to have breakfast with Chase. And he's like, Oh, hi. But like, there was no awkwardness. That's what was kind of funny. It's like, there was like a split second and then nothing. No, I think he's a little over it. Like, I think he's like such an honorable guy that he sees that they're happy that they're together. And I just think that that's Michael. And he's just like, what else? Like, I think he's just so focused on Christina. But even her, she was just like, she seemed a bit shocked, but, like, no one seemed to care. Like I said, Well, that's what I mean. It's the third third thing. Exactly. It's more that that I was paying attention to. (laughs) He's a third member. Um, Okay. So, I got to talk about this. So, poor Finn can't propose for the life of him. And, like, Anna is not making it hard with a new problem she's creating for herself. Okay, but dude, at the floating rib, at the floating rib is where you thought you would ask her? Yeah, I'm not really down with that. And I mean, furthermore, you see that she's distracted. You see that she's, and I mean, I get it. He's so nervous, but she's staring at her son and clearly not paying attention. I would have sort of kind of dropped it because do you really want to keep saying, hey, pay attention to me, pay attention to me and then propose? Well, what killed me was when Robert showed up. I'm like, first of all, there's no door where Robert came from. He came from Wall. Like, I don't know how, (laughs) but like the direction Robert came from, it's like, there's no, there's no door there. Like, whatever. (laughs) But I just thought, like, lately Robert's been giving Finn a really hard time about Anna. But prior to this, they were really, like, bros. They were so cute, and I love their scenes together. So I don't know what's up with Robert and why that's sort of coming into play right now. But I'm just sort of, like, done with Anna whining. Like, I just don't understand. Like, if you're questioning all your memories, she's now choosing to question whether or not she's Robin's mother. But, like, why are you so confident you're Peter's Peter's mother? I don't understand. Well, this is what I don't understand. Like, you know, the whole DNA test. Where, where does that live with her in her brain? You know, do a DNA test with Peter. Do a DNA test with Robin. If you're this concerned, there are quick solutions. Of- Sorry, that was me. I squeaked because <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh my God, what is happening? There's no technical <laughs> malfunction. I just, I'm so angry. As you're talking, I'm just getting more and more angry. Like, she's a if Magnus and Peter could conduct a DNA test without the right? knowledge of Nina and Sasha, well, whatever, they all kind of figured it out. You're telling me you can't hop in a flight, get some of your daughter's DNA and run this test? Because I do agree with Robert. Don't, like, why would you tell this to Robin? Like, just figure it out first. But I just can't exactly. stand it. She's a spy. And she's like, I can't live with this uncertainty of not knowing. So rather than conduct a DNA test, her plan is to retrace her steps and to seek out documentation. That was her plan. That is what she said today. That is her plan. She's going to retrace her steps. I mean, I've been saying this for a while. Like, I like the Anna Finn romance in the beginning. Like, I think maybe a couple of months ago. But now with this whole new whiny Anna back, like, in full force. Honestly, when I see their scenes, when I see her speaking, I'm like, okay, can we move on? I have to admit, sometimes I fast forward. Like, I'm just kind of wondering, like, why? Like, why? Like, character-wise, what's going on here? Because it's like... She's a spy. She's strong. And all of a sudden, it's like she's not that great of a spy. She cries at everything. 
She True. can't keep her cool in an investigation. Every like suspect seems to have one up on her. And it's just sort of like, what is going on? And I just kind of wonder, I'm like, is this just a shift? You know, for a long time, she was a spy. Her career came first. And are we just, and like, is, is maybe like, does Robert have a point? Because his theory on Anna is that she is somehow just punishing herself. She's done a lot of bad things in her life. She has decisions she regrets. And he just feels that she is finding ways to torture and punish herself. The same way he was telling Finn a few weeks ago, like, she's just not going to allow herself to like be loved or be happy or that sort of a thing. So I don't know if that's all this is, is just, you know, this, we have an older, wiser Anna who is actively just trying to make up for her past or maybe she's punish herself. Uh, well, it's like a part of me thinks is this trauma from her spy years. And it's just all maybe. kind of coming because when you're in it, it's adrenaline and you're in it and you're going and it's one case project uh, you know, adventure after another. And this is the longest we've seen her on the show consistently. She has a normal, again, air quotes life with, you know, having her boyfriend, having access to see her family whenever she wants. And maybe that's a little intense for her, this whole normalcy of life and then remembering all the things that she's done. I think that's a, a really, really, really good theory as to like what's going on because you know like when you put it that way I think it does make sense for her character because now she has the time to really allow her past to sort of sink in and to process everything Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna go with that just to me too uh, just watch the scenes to make it livable basically to to get get through through those, those scenes um okay so okay look Nina bugging me here Bugging me. I mean, Sasha did Maxie a favor. We all know why. She feels really guilty, so she helped to smooth things over. Absolutely. Earlier, I mentioned that Curtis was bored. And so, and he's obviously really worried about Jordan. So I'm kind of wondering if he'll maybe look into the Sasha thing just out of boredom. I think, okay, so I think he'll contribute to two things. I think he'll have a part to play in the whole Sasha thing because he was skeptical from the beginning as well. And Nina's his BFF. And I think that he's going to, like, he's, we've talked about the fact that he has good gut instinct, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Jordan kind of flows and he knows something's not right. He just can't quite put his finger on how to find that solution. So I think, yes, that's going to be part of it. But then we also had Jordan who asked him to um, be on the lookout for Ryan. And that's like the biggest fish to fry at this point in time. Yeah, I I guess um, he doesn't want to be away from her. I think that was what they had come to. The agreement that he wouldn't really go and and sort of handle that. But before we jump into um, to Ryan a little bit, let's just chat about Oscar. So things really came to a head this week. It's the it's the like okay. All I have to say is this week was amazing. Um, I think they were really doing justice to to bringing this whole story to life. But I just have to say, like up until now, the pacing of this has been really weird, and I don't know if it's because I've been in denial about the mm-hmm. progression of the storyline that maybe I feel this way or maybe I feel it's like choppy but the pacing of how things have gone with this just seems weird to me I don't know well it seems like he wants to know like in real life and okay. they're speeding things up a little bit like I haven't done any research to see if he has any projects on the go or anything like that but he has a singing stuff Oscar. he does but yeah. I do feel that it got pushed a little quickly like I thought we would have a little bit more time to see um, the you know see them living in the quarter main house but not being so sick seeing that dynamic between you know Drew and Kim and Oscar in that house together bringing some life to the house weird choice of words but just being there well, together yeah. as a family and seeing how that storyline would unfold a little bit 
And the fact that, you know, they're saying like his right side, like they're already putting in all of these, um, how do you say, like roadblocks. Like we don't really know if he's going to get up and walk. Like we don't foreshadowing, know if he's gonna stand. like obstacles. Yeah. So it's like, is he actually going to get out of the hospital? Is he actually going to make it to the quarter main house? Like, I really don't think that's the case from what they're saying. Well, I feel like if he makes it to the Quartermain house, it would be more so for the future storyline of Kim and Drew, I think. If if he makes it there. Good like, point. I think that I think that would be a reason for them to do a little bit there. But you're right. If he's progressing so quickly, like, what does this mean? Because I also think that part of the whole Quartermain living situation is sort of to push maybe Drew and Kim um, together a little bit more. And... I have to say the actor did a really good job because you listed a couple of symptoms that the Dr. Randolph mentioned. And I just felt like the actor did a really good job of, you know, because like they kept focusing on his right hand and focusing on Joss holding. I have to say that I really love this scene where they kept going back and forth between Joss and Oscar and Dr. Randolph sort of giving, uh, talking about the prognosis. I have to say she's probably the only professional doctor because she asked to talk somewhere in private. (laughs) Yes. I was really impressed by that too. Um, I know. The way I think it's going to go down is I think that Oscar is going to end up at the quarter means, but it's going to be a very brief period of time. Mm -hmm. And then once, unfortunately, he crosses over, (laughs) um, Drew and Kim will stay there to support each other. Like, she's not going to want to leave right away. And then maybe that's where it will progress. I think it would be too hard. And I mean, Mm -hmm. can't say how Kim deals with stuff. She's been alone a lot. And I think it might be nice to be in the quarter mean house, especially... The fact that, like, Monica is someone that understands that. And that's what I was thinking. I think it just, I don't know, it cements a place for Kim right now. Like, having lost yeah. Oscar, which was her connection to the Quartermain house, and not having a formal relationship with Drew. Like, I mean, yes, they're, they're co-parents and they're close, but, like, where would Kim be? Exactly. Pass? So, that would be really interesting. And we have to give her credit because she, she actually, like, felt, oh, I have to go tell Julian what's happening. And I Julian like, was yes. there. And they hugged, and I was like, wow, he's actually in the scene in the hospital with everybody. But you know what? His family, his son lives at the Quartermain house, so who knows what her presence at the Quartermain Ooh. house will, will muster up, you know? So maybe that will actually be a little interesting. I do have to say, they made it seem like Oscar would have lost his voice for a while, but then he got it back real quick. Yes. <laughs> and, and, like, one other comment I had, like, Joss is really sweet, and I loved how... Um, she said she could handle anything. And I do believe that. I think she was raised to know how to cope. And I just mean she's, she has so much support and she knows how to use it in a way to, 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 to get through things. But yes. I just thought it was funny that she seemed surprised that like her mother didn't have the chance to read this beautiful story, the wind in the willows, the way Joss did as a child. I'm like, I feel like Carly's been pretty honest about how crappy her childhood was. Yeah. Like she wasn't exactly in the position with parents who like would gift you a book <laughs> like, I don't know I just I was just sort of like I, I Carly gave a look and I don't know if it was a look like Monica is is walking toward us or looking at Joss like uh what like don't you know how I, how I grew up my gosh but anyways I so yeah like, I liked what Joss said to her mom you know when Carly is just sitting beside her and consoling her in the way of just physically being close to her and Joss was just speaking to the fact that um, you know, it hurts a lot, but if that means, or is a reflection yeah. of how much I love him, 
that I'm okay with dealing with this hurt. I'm strong oh, yeah. enough to handle it. And I'm like, oh my God. You do you know what? Love my teenager. She <laughs> is. And do you know what made it like even more emotional? Like I know Joss was, Joss was emotional. It was about her, but honestly, mm-hmm. it was just the perspective of a parent, like watching Carly kind of break down and be very emotional hugging Joss. Like I just felt that was heartbreaking too. And I felt like it really added to the scene. I mean, those two together are just like, phenomenal oh agree they're incredible oh, I love watching them together I love Carly's momming and how she really just it's like you really see her being a mom and just not reacting but really involved in the story like I don't know if that makes oh, sense yeah. you know what like I mean she's, like she's, she's immersed yes totally totally like she's in the background it's emotional it's subtle mm-hmm. even like sort of scenes with her and Drew where they're not in close close proximity she's not hugging him but there's just sort of this unsaid understanding and support even yes So let's jump into something a little bit, um, I don't, lighter? (laughs) I don't don't even know what to call it, right? Okay, so the whole court case and Kevin and Ryan. So honestly, Ava was hiding around the corner when the DA was talking to Jordan about having dropped everything, like in terms of Ryan's search. And then Ava and Jordan were having this conversation, but I kind of wish that Ava just sort of stormed in and spoke directly to the DA. I'm just, that would, that would be just for my personal amusement. I'm just so curious to see how the DA fares going up against certain people. And I just feel like if anyone can really take on the DA or make her feel bad, it's Ava. (laughs) Oh, that would have been an incredible scene because Ava, and we've talked about this over the week, she's like regaining her fire and her confidence and ready to take on, you know, she's not drinking so much. She's able to take on this next phase of, of really setting her sights on Ryan and making sure that he doesn't hurt anybody else. I did think it was really sweet, her meeting with Laura and Felicia. And I do like that she has this, I mean, yes, it's very situation specific. It's about Ryan, but just that she has these ladies to interact with. Cause we've talked a lot about how like she doesn't have any girlfriends and she's often surrounded by men and she gets a lot of her validation from there. So watching this Ava kind of integrate a little bit, despite the context in which it's happening, I think it's really cool to see. Same here. Like I liked when, um, so when they're talking about the whole plotting situation that, you know, Felicia brings up that Ava should be bait. But again, even with Felicia, Felicia's kind of, I find that she's a little bit meek and this Ryan storyline has showed, you know, her a little bit more layers to her, like her struggle at night, you know, like how Mac was saying that she, um, how she kind of fixes the house so that she feels safe. And then when they were talking about that, so I really liked Felicia and her strength coming through and that she was all on board for this plot. Yeah, because she knows. And then, you know, Ava's kind of like, and the respect that they paid to Laura in terms of like her being the mayor and if you can't be here. But then Felicia said something, and this may not be exactly it, but along the lines of like, don't let the the goody goody Laura mayor act fool you. Laura's the real deal. Well, of and course she I is. She, she went after she went after Ryan with Jason. Like I think we all know that Laura has got her edge. This is really about yes, public perception as think, opposed to Laura. Exactly. But I don't think Ava knows that. Ava doesn't know that side of Laura. She just knows Laura as like this mayor and the wife to this and a good mom, but she doesn't know the adventure that Laura has been on and, and how they could actually connect on a lot of different things. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I, you know what I love? Because I love watching and being with Ava as she learns everyone's history. I love that it's not a given. Like when she was at Lucy's book launch or when she learned about Kevin's history, Yes. I love, I love that. I love being present. And I, I don't know. I just think character-wise, it's really cool watching her discover things. Let's say the audience might already know. I just think that's really awesome. And I'm, I don't know. I'm starting to think like, 
with the whole Laura and Kevin at a distance, I'm, I'm really strongly wondering if they're going to use him as bait. But we'll get to this, but I don't even know if they're going to have time to use, like, the whole fake boyfriend as bait for, for Ava. Right. Um, because, like, I don't know. like Because you mentioned how she's trying to stay clear-minded and, and off the alcohol. And it's exactly what happened today. She grabbed a coffee instead of alcohol. And we saw, like, she was exiting Charlie. She didn't exit yet, but we saw that there was somebody watching her through a window. So, so presumably he might be back sooner than anyone thought. So who knows what's going to happen there. So that's going to be really, really exciting to see on Monday. Um, yes. But we, we also have Kevin who got – that was amazing. That was so amusing. So Kevin <laughs> charges gets drops, which is, like, so good, mostly because of how the DA reacted. Like, she was so upset. And I so <laughs> loved – how the judge did go after her like Ava didn't go after her but the judge sort of gave her hers mm. so I really I really love that she was like do you really want to like you'd be pursuing Kevin Sully for the headlines you've already kind of been going down a slippery slope <laughs> and, it, and and there was mention of her like embarrassing already the department because she's false like I mean she's she's made some big mistakes on high profile cases so her, so true. she wants to appeal it anyway, but like, like Kevin's lawyer said to her, said to, said to Kevin, like, she's probably not like once this all sinks in, she knows that she's just possibly going to embarrass the department even further. So she'll probably just drop it. But I love how mad she was. She goes to like Nora Buchanan. This is not over. And I'm like, yeah, it is. She's leaving town, but whatever. <laughs> like it's, it's over. It's over for everyone else, but you pretty much. But like Kevin, he still feels freaking guilty. And I love how she's just very blunt. Like, you know, guilt and responsibility are two different concepts. I loved her advice. If you feel guilty, because he's all, oh, I got off. And all I got was certain talking mm-hmm. to people die. She's like, well, then just go give your services to charitable organizations that can use psychiatric help. Like, if you feel so bad, just go out and do some good. It's like, do you want to go to jail? Like, I don't know. I know. What good is that going to do? Like, that's it's not. Like, him sitting in jail is not going to make these people come back. And I 100% agree. Get out there. Do good. Show that you're a good person. Yes, you made a huge error in judgment. But at the same token, you're out there trying to, you know, show that you're regretful, that you're and a human being, that you have feelings. And that's exactly the judge's perspective, I, I feel. So he bumps into Laura, tells her the news, and she's all like, oh, if I had a vote, I would, like, vote you back at GH. <laughs> and I'm just that's, like, Is that her what? version of flirting? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, just vote him back to your home. Like, what is the right? holdup here? Like, because she was so happy for him. She was happy mm-hmm. the charges got dropped. But I'm just like, why are we playing games? It's like, do you want to stay married or do you want to work on it? Because, like, what's the deal? You're married, you're not married. If you want to figure out if the marriage can work, <laughs> you kind of have to work on it. So I just feel like the options are very clear. When you're in limbo and you're like, I'm not sure if this can work, then you have to kind of talk to them to know if it could. You can't just sit at home and think about it on your own. Like, I don't know. That The whole thing kind of annoys me that... Like, I mean, yes, you need space, but, like, you still need some interactions with Kevin. Well, it's like the whole Dante thing. This is exactly what we talked about with Dante and Lou. Like, he could have given her more information, said what he was feeling in terms of being brainwashed. Like, having that point of communication. <laughs> no, he was just like, running no, just, away. I just gotta go. <laughs> you just know, gotta like, go. same. Like, with Laura creating this distance with Kevin, what's gonna come out of it? So she'll make a decision on what. We know that she cares about him. And like you said, it's either you go to therapy and find another therapist in a different town because there's only one and now there's Neil and Neil has the cult thing. Um, or <laughs> He'll be busy you, for a few months. <laughs> or you go to like your favorite option, which is just some good loving 
to work its way through and you deal with your relationship. I think so. Just make sure Spencer is at Uncle Sonny's house and go for it, (laughs) you know? So, like, little Spencer is back going at it with Valentine. I'm just hoping Spencer wins, like, obviously. Like, obviously, I want Valentine to get his and have his secret come out. Um, I don't know. I just think Spencer at this point should loop Laura in so she could truly protect him, you know, and and make sure that Valentine doesn't get Spencer into any legal trouble. But it looks like Valentine's looking for some legal trouble of his own because he seeks out Nora, Kevin's lawyer, at the end. All Which he does is, is so say, weird. He's like, funny to find you here. I'm like, you went to the courtroom where I'm assuming you knew she would be. Like, you're seeking her out. <laughs> Anyways, I just don't know if he's um, gunning for custody of Charlotte because ultimately that was the last thing he sort of discussed with with Laura. So I don't know well, what trouble. that's the thing. Um, oh, and wait, I agree. Like, Lulu. I think he, um, he, with her distance and with the how do you say like with everything going on with Nina with all the lies that he's built with creating a wedge with uh, Nina and her aunt Liesel and what the supposed lie is with you know stepping things up with Willow and seeing an opportunity because Nina is so you know she treats Charlotte as her own daughter and she wants that relationship I really do agree with you like I think that he's just going for custody and that he sees um, a wedge because Laura's there and Lulu's not there that this is an opportunity to have a win so this is oh my! So he's doing this sort of like for Nina, a piece. for Nina, so oh. that he can make up for all the bullshit. Sorry, that makes sense. But I just yeah, it makes sense. But it's just it just sucks because Valentine might do bad things, but the one thing he never does is harm Charlotte. He puts her first, and so this would him really be going down in Valentine's world and his world of already doing bad things a really dark path because taking away custody of any kind from Lulu and Charlotte is harmful to Charlotte because Charlotte has a firm relationship with Lulu at this point in time. So this is like, I feel this is Valentine spiraling. If he really is oh, going same. for custody. I agree, he's him. spiraling. Yeah, the one code he had is going to be out the window if this is what's going to happen. I agree. I think that from the minute that things started getting a little convoluted with Obrick knowing, he just started to lose his sense of why he's doing this and just and a lie on top of another lie on top of another lie and he's trying to make up for those lies and it is a it is a matter of time before nina figures this all out or it's brought to light in general well we'll see which nina the new nina is starting in the summertime she is i was wondering yeah. i didn't look it up but i saw the picture on twitter i, I don't know that yeah i saw the picture she's super familiar Whatever. I'm just going to give it a go because I don't want the storyline to, to end. So I'm open Same. to seeing how it goes. It's just like already physically is quite different. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see how she does. So, yeah. Well, I, like, I want the I want the story. You know, at the end of the day, like if Nina has if, the, if like Michelle Stafford has to go, like there's a lot of good stuff here. And I, and I want to see the storyline like really finish itself off. And I don't want it to have to be cut off abruptly because she's leaving. Exactly. I don't want some weird ending just because an actress has to leave. And as fond as I am of the current actress playing Nina, I do want to see the story unfold. In the bigger scheme of things, I'm a fan of GH and all of the storylines, similar to when Jordan left and her son, and they were replaced by another Jordan and another son. Like, that just allowed the story (laughs) to continue to evolve. And she fit in beautifully. Like, there was still that um, chemistry and connection to the characters that oh, I, love it, I didn't Jordan. miss. A, I didn't miss a beat. You know, I didn't no. feel like, oh man, I got have to get used to this character. One character I had a hard time with back in the day was Maxie's replacement with the big doe-eyed girl. Like she oh, had these okay. big, big eyes, and she was more like of a weak version of Maxie, not the current actress playing Maxie. So that one I had a little bit of a hard time um, having her in that place. 
other than that, I've been able to just adapt and see the storyline go. Yeah, I think same here. I've been able to kind of go with the flow because at the end of the day, like we said, the story is is everything. And yes. right now it's Friday and the weekend is everything. Yeah. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye.